Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. All right, guys, welcome back to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for the show. And with me today is our friend and sister in Christ, Glenna Marshall. Glenna, welcome back, I should say, to the Equipping and Grace podcast. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, it's it's been a few years uh, now. I, I looked it up. I think the last time we talked was 2020, um, Everyday Faithfulness. And so uh, I, we follow each other, I know, on social media. So it's been encouraging to see how the Lord has been uh, using you, continuing to use you. Um, so can you please just catch us up on what's been happening in your life, marriage, ministry, and any ministry projects you're working on? Yeah, so we are still plugging away in ministry in Southeast Missouri. This week actually marks 18 years at our church here. My husband uh, is still pastoring and just so faithful, and I really am grateful for his ministry and his longevity because you don't see that a lot. Mm. Um Yes, we will celebrate 20 years of marriage this month also, which is exciting. And Awesome. Yeah, it's a big milestone. We're going on a trip and um, celebrating that. So just praise God for that. Mm. And um, we've got our two kids. We now have a 15-year-old who I started giving driving lessons to, which is just a whole thing that I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we've got a, a younger son who's going to be eight next month. And um, so we're sort of in the little years and the big years at the same time, which is fun and also exhausting. <laughs> yeah. um, and we, but, you know, I've just been so thankful. The Lord's been so good to us this year, especially it's been a tough year. We've had some loss in our family and mm. major surgery for one of my kids and long recovery. And the Lord has just been so good to uphold us to really grow and stretch our faith in the midst mm. of those things and really draw us together as family to really draw us closer to our church. Who've just been pillar, a pillar of support for us. And, mm. um, writing wise and ministry wise, I, I've, do a lot of speaking in the spring and the fall, a lot of women's conferences, things like that. I'm off for the summer, which is nice. Um, but I have a pretty busy schedule ramped up for later this year and on into next spring. But I love to get to travel and speak at churches and teach women about studying the Bible and um, faithfulness and God's faithfulness to us. And been yeah. working on a book about to release and spending a lot of time preparing for that. And so basically on a given day, you can find me doing stuff for the church, hanging with my kids or writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, writing people have no idea unless you're an author and have written a book. Uh, what goes into that? So, yeah. <laughs> right. and I I, under, I understand you. I get you. Well, can you uh, tell us about the, your latest book, um, memorizing scripture, the basics, blessing, and benefits of meditating on God's word? Why you wrote it and how you hope it'll be received. Yeah, so <laughs> this book actually was born out of a struggle with sin, to be honest, which is maybe a weird answer for why you would write a book. But a few years ago, I was just really struggling with the sin of anger, just felt like I was constantly simmering mm -hmm. under the surface. And yeah. I feel like a lot of moms struggle with that, and we don't really talk about it. And I felt like, you know, I'm 
I love to study the word. I'm praying constantly about this and I've got accountability in my life. I'm just really struggling to have any victory here. And one day the Lord just in his kindness brought to mind a verse while I was praying about this. And it was Psalm 119, 11. Mm. I've stored up your word in my heart so that I will not sin against you. And I just had one of those moments of clarity where everything sort of crystallized, you know, could it really be that this is a huge key in fighting sin that I have missed? Because scripture memorization has not been a part of my life as an adult. I did Bible drill in my little Baptist church as a kid, and that was my only foray into scripture memorization at all. Never came back to it. Um, So here I am at the time I was in my late 30s and like, what do I have to lose? So I started with some verses, then a couple of Psalms a chapter here, a chapter there, and then eventually expanded to the entire book of James. It took about a year. Then the entire book of Colossians, which took about a year and a half. And um, currently about halfway through the book of first Peter. And I was so unbelievably overwhelmed by the way that my mind was affected through scripture memorization. I could not stop talking about it. I was seeing the effect of memorization in every area of my life. It was the first time I really had begun to see victory over the anger of sin, like just really putting Mm. that sin to death. Mm. And I could not shut up about it. And so finally I just sat down as writers do. You're well familiar with this. And I wrote a book proposal about it and wrote some sample chapters and was like, I really want people to understand that there is a spiritual discipline that many of us are just sleeping on. Um, And we don't think it's that important because we have the Bible at our fingertips, you know, all the time, especially now with apps and audio Bibles and things like that. Um, but it was the process of memorization that just it changed my life. And I know that sounds a little cliche, but I, I don't know how else to say it. So I decided I'm going to write a book to mm-hmm. number one, not just tell you that you should tell you why you should memorize scripture. I really want to convince you that you can. And I did a little study of brain science and how God has created our brains to form new memories and retain Mm -hmm. information, which is fascinating. And, um, you can memorize much more than you give yourself credit for. And when you realize you can, and then you practice it, Mm -hmm. you will see the way that you think transforms. And then the way that you think affects what comes out of your mouth and how you make decisions and how you act. And it's just a beautiful chain reaction when you are renewing your mind to God's word on a regular basis. And so I I wrote the book and I cannot wait for people to read it just because the process is so transformative. Mm, Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, we don't have a problem memorizing you know, the news or <laughs> random, song lyrics. Uh, yeah, song <laughs> lyrics. Or, you know, if you're a guy or or if you're a lady and you're in sports, you memorize mm-hmm. facts about your favorite player, mm-hmm. where they went to school. And but then <clears throat> but then you start as as you know, you're talking about you start talking about memorizing the Bible, and you're like, oh no. Uh what do you what do you, what do you what do you what do you mean? I can't do that. Well, yes. did you remember do you memorize the news? Can you recite the news? Can you know, um, so I, I think that I was excited when you're writing this book. I was like, boom, this is going to be awesome. So because uh, I know you're really passionate about it. And I know you've not only, you know, you speak about it, but you've written articles about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really cool. Well, what would you say to somebody that 
thinks their memory is, you know, too poor to try uh, scripture memorization. Mm -hmm. Well, that really resonates with me because I feel like I am that person. (laughs) Um, I tell a story in the book about speaking at a conference and this one young woman was assigned to sort of be my aide for the weekend. And I worked next to this woman for like two straight days. She told me her name. I forgot it immediately. And I never remembered it the entire time. <laughs> I mean, I forgot it and and then just was humiliated by the fact that I forgot it. And I thought, gosh, is it, am I just that? Is my memory that poor? Um, and I remember another time while I was writing the book, actually, I was at the pharmacy waiting in line mm. for a prescription. And the pharmacist asked me for my phone number. And I just looked at her for about 10 full seconds, could not remember my phone number. And so when I say that I understand the poor memory, I really do. Sometimes it scares me a little. Um, But the thing is, is that your brain is actually designed to retain information. And like there is even a section of your brain that is designed to hold on to information for like 10 to 15 seconds and then let it go. Because we don't need to remember everything. Like if your mind could retain every thought that's ever entered your mind, I mean, that would be torture. We don't need to remember everything. So God in his wise design of our brains has allowed us to let things go. Um, But he has also given us ways like tools to retain information. And so the more they're called neural pathways, but sort of like the more details you attach to information, the more readily you can sort of find it or access it um, in your mind. And so when we memorize scripture, it can be really helpful to, in addition to using and utilizing repetition, which you absolutely must do, that's your brain's favorite way of retaining information is through repetition, but sort of like habit stacking or attaching Mm. um, tasks that you do regularly to memorization so Mm. that when you do those daily tasks, your brain will start to default to memorization. So for example, I am like, you've probably seen this on social media, but I memorize in the shower. I have Ziploc bags taped to my shower wall with like chapters of first Peter right now, just taped to my shower wall. And uh, so every day that I take a shower, I'm working on memorization. My brain just goes there, been doing it for about four years. And so um, you might have times during your day where your hands are busy, but your mind is not. That is a time to attach scripture memory to something you're doing, because the more the more activity that you bring to memorization, the easier it is for your brain to recall things. And so, I mean, it's amazing the way that your brain can do things and we just don't put it to good use. We don't access it. You absolutely can. We have not even come close to tapping what the mind can do. And so my advice would be don't sell yourself short. You are not that special. (laughs) Your brain is just like everyone else's. And everyone thinks they have a poor memory. Everyone does. And we use that as an excuse not to memorize. But Mm. one of my goals early on in the book is to convince you that you can. Mm. And and I really think that's possible. Yeah, that's 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 really good. Well, I'm I, I I'm trying not to bust up laughing when you were talking at the opening there because um, I remember I was thinking of this story in in Idaho. There was this guy, and I was helping a lot with the men's ministry, and so I I, I tried to know everybody's name. But sometimes when I get a name wrong, I think I think I'm not I think I'm not abnormal in this. Maybe I am. <laughs> You know, whatever, if I am, okay, you can laugh at me about <laughs> it. But there's this guy, and I could not, for the life of me, get his name right. And and uh, he's like, no, Dave, my name is Dave. And I'm like, really? 
<laughs> and and it was like, oh You'd think my that'd God. be easy for you to remember. <laughs> but I, I got it wrong, like over and over and over again. And that's great. But you know, like like you're touching on though, like it's from another angle, like editing, you know, you 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 when you edit audio and video especially over and over again, you you pick up on the ways in which like you might have paused or you pause mm-hmm. and you realize I, I shouldn't pause, I shouldn't stutter. But but all of us do. It's the you know, even even with that, I've I've realized that's part of the brain's way of catching up with with mm-hmm. you and uh what's what's happening in your brain and as you're mm-hmm. talking and and those kind of things. And it's really it's really interesting, you know, because um, you know, the like you're saying, the the more ways in which you can have contact with, you know, uh God's word, you know, whether that's in the shower, you're listening to it, uh, or mm-hmm. you're memorizing it, the the number of different ways that you can read and study and meditate and make contact with God's word, the more that, mm-hmm. you know, your mind's going to be renewed and you're going to uh, experience, like you said earlier, help. And I just, I just think that like you were talking, I was thinking about that. So, mm-hmm. you know, those yeah, are like three good. different thoughts and hopefully they tie <laughs> together. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there a biblical precedence for memorizing God's word mm-hmm. or is it just enough to read our Bibles? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Because I don't think anyone in the history of the world has had as much access to scripture as we do, in like especially 21st century American or North American Christians. I mean, we're spoiled with the abundance of ways that we can get to God's word. I mean, I'm sure you like me, where I have multiple copies of scripture. I have apps. I have audio apps. Like there's no excuse for me to not be able to read my Bible because I have it. And um, so we might think, So shouldn't that just be enough? Like, why do we need to memorize it if we have so much access to scripture? But I think that the goal of memorizing it is not always just so that we have it when we don't physically have a copy of it. I think in other countries where it's illegal to have Bibles, um, you know, Mm. that is where memorization is absolutely crucial just for having God's word, you know, in any kind of accessible way. That's not really where I am right now. I'm in a country where it's free at this point in time for me to have access to scripture. But the goal for memorization here is not just to be able to access it, but to sort of bridge the gap between studying God's word and living God's word. I really think that memorization does that. If you want like a verse from scripture that says, thou shalt memorize scripture, (laughs) you're not going to find that. However, there are um, definitely precedents and exhortations to hide God's word in our, in our heart. I mentioned Psalm 119.11. The actual, the whole Psalm of 119 is set up as an acrostic. It doesn't really come across in English, but it's set up in such a way as to encourage memorization. And it's an entire Psalm about the goodness of God's word, um, which I love. There, You can also look at Psalm 1, which speaks to delighting in God's law day and night, meditating on it as a way to stay far from sin and to flourish in faithfulness to Christ. Um, There is a passage in Deuteronomy 11 that talks about uh, it's where God's people are being told to keep his word ever before them when they're out walking by the way, when they're in their homes, when they get up in the morning, when they lie down at night, when they're talking to their children, it's to keep God's word ever before them in their minds, in their mouths and in their hearts. And Mm -hmm. I think that principle is so important because we may not be, um, 
you know, the Israelites wandering in the desert, but we are as prone to wandering as they are. And we are as forgetful as they are and keeping God's word ever before us in our minds, in our mouths and in our hearts keeps mm-hmm. us close to him. It helps us remember who he is and what he has done. Um, there's another verse in Colossians three sixteen, I believe where Paul um, prays that the word of Christ would dwell richly in the Colossian church, um, that his word would live in them. And, you know, I'm thinking about the Colossians, they're not going to have the access to the written word. The New Testament was still being actively written by the Holy Spirit through faithful people um, at the time. And so they would have listened to it in the church, you know, receiving letters, and they would have had to have memorized it in order to be able to have it dwell on them richly. So I think there are definitely precedents for this. I mean, there's many more I, I could speak of, but it's more about keeping you near the Lord all throughout your day, keeping Mm. your mind, returning to him and who he is and his faithfulness and how he has commanded us to live. I mean, it's sort of, you know, like when you read your Bible in the morning and then you close it and you walk away and you start your day and you do many, many things. And then you realize you haven't thought about what you studied since you closed your Bible this morning. I find that meditating on God's word, memorizing it throughout the day, it brings you back over and over and over. It's just it's a beautiful way to abide in Christ, just to stay close to his side throughout the day. Mm, that's so good. And as you're as you're talking, uh, this provides a perfect segue to say this. Uh, one of my friends, Jim Neuheiser, has a saying, the more, the more you know God's word, the more you'll be able to access it. And so the question mm-hmm. becomes, how much of God's word can you access? Mm. And it's yeah, so ouch. good. You know, yeah, it's, it's convicting, it's, isn't it? Yeah. When he, when the first time he said that, um, I was to me, I was like, well, <laughs> um, yeah. It's um, like, how much are you putting? <laughs> how much are you putting in that you can pull from later? Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So yeah, I love that. That's good. Yeah, and convicting. Very. Yeah, and and that's the that's a. I think it's important to say that's a good kind of conviction. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's mm-hmm. a good it's a good reminder that. You know, if you've been a Christian for one minute or 40, 50 years, uh, you should still be progressing in your Absolutely. knowledge of the Bible. You know, we don't want to leave you and just be like, hey, here's a here's a you know, we're going to dangle this in front of you and, you know, whatever. And, you know, it's like, well, no, you, you, this is one reason and the reasons that you gave as well, why you should be, you know, meditating and memorizing on the on scripture, because. How else are you going to be able to deal with, you know, when you get a phone call and you have some tragedy mm-hmm. um, and that's going to happen in life? Um, mm-hmm. You know, how are you going to how are you going to handle that? Um, you know, maybe you can't call somebody else, but you can you know, you have if you're united to Christ, you, you have 24 seven access mm-hmm. to your high priest. That's so and, true. And I, I really experienced that over the last few years as I have been memorizing scripture, I have found that it almost doesn't matter where I am in the text, whatever passage I'm working on, the Lord will bring it to mind when you get that phone call, when you have that really bad day, or you're in that situation where you need so much discernment. It's the thing that you've been studying and hiding in your heart actively that he'll bring to mind that will meet you right where you are. I mean, his word is so powerful. It's so living and active. And, you know, I was thinking that situations like even where I've really needed wisdom. Well, in my brain, my thought is, we'll just go to the book of Proverbs. That's the book of wisdom. But honestly, um, it's 
passages I memorized from James a couple of years ago that have served me so well in seeking wisdom. It's just when you give yourself a well to draw from, I mean, you'll just keep drawing from it, keep drawing from it. And the Holy Spirit, I just think, will bring that to mind at exactly the time that you need it. I mean, because it's God's word. This is this is what we need. This is how we get through the day. This is how we maintain faithfulness to Christ until we see him. Um, he's given us everything that we need for life and godliness. And we can't do that apart from scripture. And so the more that we can saturate our minds with it, uh, I think the more God is pleased to use it to encourage us. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's been so many times and, and, you know, you want to, all of us as Christians should want to be used by God. You know, um, this is, this is the spirit appointed means that he's given. I mean, we would say, and so I think that all of that is really good. And, you know, personally, like just remembering, you know, the, the verses that, you know, I've read or studied and sometimes there's other verses that just pop in my head and I'm like, you know, I'm not talking about ch- opening your Bible and selecting a verse or anything like that. But sometimes <laughs> yeah, there's a verse that'll pop in my head. I'm like, you know, I'm like, so I'll go look at that or I'll Google that because, mm. you know, none of us, no matter how long you've read the Bible, uh, you know, know every single location. Okay? <laughs> although, although, although it's interesting, my wife seems to think that I, I know where every verse is, so, uh, <laughs> you know, but I'm like, as she sees me Googling, I'm like, you know, oh, it is what it is. So, <laughs> but uh, can you uh, give us some, you know, practical tips for memorizing scripture? Well, there are many, and I think you sort of have to try a lot of different methods and then find what works for you because we're all different kinds of learners. Some people really benefit from auditory Mm -hmm. types of learning. Some people it's reading or writing things, you know, for kids use hand motions, that sorts of, that sort of thing. Um, But I have found uh, a couple of things that have been most helpful for me. These are not necessarily new things, but they are very beneficial and things that I use regularly. So I love to use the first letter method. Mm -hmm. So If I am going to do a long review, like say of a whole chapter or everything I've learned up to this point in a particular book, or if I'm just stuck on the wording of a verse and I'm just struggling to wrap my mind around it, writing down the first letter of each word helps you get through it Hmm. more quickly than handwriting an entire passage. And it actually allows your brain to move at the speed that it wants to when Hmm. you are reviewing something. Hmm. Um, And there are a lot of people that utilize this method. There are some companies out there who are using this method to encourage people to memorize scripture, dwell differently is one of my favorites. They do uh, jewelry and temporary tattoos, and they just utilize the first letter of each word of a verse. And you can memorize so well just using those first letters. Your brain doesn't really need the rest of the letters. It just needs that first letter. And so that's something I use that's been really helpful. I also really encourage like any kind of mnemonic device and it doesn't really have to make sense to anyone else but you. So I remember specifically when I was beginning the book of first Peter, he starts off, you know, identifying himself. And then he tells you who he's writing to, as many of the New Testament authors do. And he says to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. I'm like, I don't know where these places are. And these are like ancient names for cities that have or locations that have different names now. And so how am I going to memorize, you know, a list like this? And I have found that just making up a sentence 
to go with the first letters of those words. It helps every time. It does not have to make sense to anyone but you because you're the one who's, you know, utilizing the mnemonic device. But it just made a sentence that used the first letter of each of those words. And in a day or two, I had it. And so your brain really likes those types of things. Uh, We were memorizing Romans 8 with our kids and we got stuck on this verse that just in the English is so laborious. It's just not the way we speak. And so we were really, really stuck on it. So my seven-year-old, we're like sitting at the table and he starts pounding out a rhythm to Mm. that section of Romans 8. And Mm. it worked. We all got it. And now every time we review it and recite it, we all pound out a rhythm, like a beat to that section. Again, that is something that your brain really likes to do. It likes music. It likes rhythm. It likes any little detail that you can attach to memorization to help you get that information stored. And so, um, yeah, there's a whole lot more in the book, but uh, I'll, yeah. I'll just spoiler alert for that. <laughs> that's, that is that is so that's really good. You know, you've talked a little bit about this question um, already, but what does memorization look like for you on a daily basis? Right. So typically for me, um, my, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, I get up in the morning. I am a very very habitual person. I get up early, make the coffee, and it's like an hour of Bible study and prayer. Then I go to the gym, I come home, I shower, and that getting ready in the morning is usually when I work on memorization. Um, So I spend some time there and it's not a lot of time, but really I'm just working on adding a phrase every day. Or if it's a phrase that's just a little bit harder for me to to get, then it may be adding a phrase or two each week. And so I will review what I have learned up to that point, and then I'll work on that phrase by reciting it 10 times out loud while reading it, and then 10 times with my eyes closed, not looking at it. And then I'll try to go back and start at the beginning and go all the way through adding this new part that I've learned. And so that's something I do several times a week. I mean, most days, honestly. And then occasionally, you know, maybe once a week or a couple times a month, I will sit down with a blank sheet of paper and go using that first letter method. I will just go through and write everything I have learned up to that point. So if I'm in First Peter now, if I were to do this today, I'd get out a sheet of paper and I would go through all of First Peter 1 and all, I'm at the end of First Peter 2. So I would go through the bulk of both chapters. And um, sometimes if I'm sitting in line somewhere like pharmacy or something like that, there is a great app that I love called the Versus app. Mm. And it utilizes several different learning styles. There's like a word bank, there's fill in the blank, there's say it out loud, have it read to you. There's a lot of different ways it accesses or utilizes various uh, learning styles. And so I will sit and play some quote unquote games on that passage that I'm working on. And so, you know, these are not like big earth shattering things. You know, they're simple, just ordinary things that I've added into my day. Sometimes I'll listen to the passage while I'm folding laundry. You know, my hands are busy. My mind is not. So I'll open my dwell app and listen to the passage I'm memorizing. Um, But over time, as you are, you know, repeating the words, reciting them, I do encourage reciting out loud. I think it keeps your mind and your mouth focused on what you're doing. Um, With time, you can't not think about it. It just, it just gets into your brain. It gets into your heart. You find yourself working on a phrase and you're thinking about, you know, why did Peter use that word? Mm. What is he saying about God in this passage? Mm. Why would God want this to be included in scripture? And you find yourself 
thinking deeply about the text and just every verse preaches a sermon to your heart. Mm-hmm. It's just so, it's so encouraging. And so it's really not about how much can you memorize and how much can you recite? I mean, recitation really is just besides the point. It is all about the process of memorizing because it is that thinking deeply about God's word that has the transformative effect in your life. So whatever practical things you need to do to incorporate it, by all means, do those things. Yeah, no, it's 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 so refreshing to hear you uh, now multiple times say, make find a way that works for you. Yeah. Uh, make daily time for it. Make contact with it, how it works for you. Because we get into this, I call it the cookie cutter mindset. There's this model that you have to follow. And oftentimes, you know, unfortunately, you know, pastors, Bible teachers, writers, authors, podcasters, mm-hmm. here's a method that works for me. So people will go and they'll try that method, mm-hmm. right? And then they mm-hmm. fail and they're like, well, that doesn't work. Right. Or that that idea doesn't work. And it's like, no, the, the theology behind it is good. It's mm-hmm. just we're not tailor helping you to tailor it mm-hmm. to your life to so that you can take home the the principles and that theology. So I, I really, really appreciate how you're how you're avoiding the cookie cutter mm-hmm. mindset, but also just helping people say, hey, make contact with it, take the ideas mm-hmm. and apply it to your life in a way that makes sense. I mean, I mean, if people I think if we would do that, not just with memorization, but with reading the Bible, studying the Bible mm-hmm. with and I'll say parenting, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, that's a big issue there. You know, we're not talking about that today, but I'm just saying like <laughs> all across the board, if we would just do that, we would really help people um, mm-hmm. so much. And well, I know we're both passionate about biblical literacy. Mm-hmm. We, we would we would cure biblical mm-hmm. literacy. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always tell people when I whether I'm teaching on how to study the Bible, I always say this is one way. The thing is, is that what what we're giving you are tools, not rules. So the principle for studying the Bible or hiding God's word in your heart, like that's a must for all of us. But how you actually go about it is is flexible to some extent. You want to be as faithful to God's word as you can be, but my method for memorization may not work for you. And so however you can get God's word into your heart, by all means, go that route. Amen. Well, why do you encourage uh, memorizing long passages or even whole books of the Bible? And how can we even begin to do that? <laughs> right, right. Um, so, you know, I, I would say if all you can do is memorize a verse, like if you feel like that's the only place you can start, start there. You know, there that's absolutely what you memorize is going to be beneficial to you no matter where you start. And I started with, you know, just a couple of verses. But because I am passionate about biblical literacy, I believe so much in the importance of context. And if we only cherry pick the verses that we like, then sometimes we're in danger of pulling those verses straight out of context and then using those verses maybe as promise for ourselves or an encouragement for someone else that maybe those verses aren't necessarily supposed to be used in that way because of their greater historical context. And so I find that if you will commit, if not a book, then a chapter or the longer passage surrounding that verse that you love so much, not only will you avoid the danger of using a verse out of context and possibly, you know, tiptoeing into the world of heresy, um, you'll also just deepen your understanding of that verse you love so much, and it will enrich the meaning for you. And so what I remember specifically when I was memorizing Colossians, there were verses in Colossians that I loved. 
Uh, I loved the passage in Colossians 1 that talks about Christ upholding everything. I loved that verse. But when I committed the entire chapter to memory, and then I get to the practical parts of Colossians at the end in chapter 4, they make so much more sense when you have dwelled on who Christ is and what he has done for us and transferring us from the domain of darkness and into his kingdom. I mean, the meaning of the verses that I was really aiming to memorize just it just expanded so much memorizing them in context. The other benefit of that is that it gives you such a good handle on what that book is about. It gives you a good flow of Paul's argument for Colossians, or when you think of James, or maybe your pastor is going to preach through a book that you're working on memorizing, it's just going to deepen the experience for you so much. Um, Now, how do you do it? Well, you just do it a phrase at a time. And it seems really overwhelming. Like, how could I ever memorize a book of the Bible? And there were There was a time where I thought this is impossible, but I remember specifically, I was listening to a podcast one time. It was Nancy DeMoss-Wolgamuth, and she was talking about how she had memorized the book of Revelation. I was like, how is that even humanly possible? My pastor just got done preaching Revelation, and it took us like eight months. How did she memorize it? And uh, But she did, and... um, And then I had read another book of another believer who had memorized the book of Romans. And I thought, okay, they're not superhuman. You know, they have 24 hours a day, just like I do. They have finite brains, just like I do. I'm just going to try it. And honestly, it's not as hard as you think it is. You just start at chapter one, verse one, and you work on the first phrase. And then the next day you you review that first phrase. And then you add the second phrase and you realize this is not a race. This is not about me standing up and reciting it for anyone. This is about me storing up the treasure of God's word in my mind and in my heart and being changed by it because God's word is living and active and it corrects us in our sin and it deepens our affection for the Lord. And it gives us the words to say when we're standing with someone who's hurting or someone who needs to hear the gospel of Jesus, it gives you what you need to say. I mean, we're not just memorizing song lyrics or, you know, dialogue from our favorite show. This is God's inspired and inerrant word, and it is transform. It's transformative. And so that process of just being in a book of the Bible and living there for a year, so good for you. And, mm. and you can do it just little by little. It's not a yeah. race. <laughs> that's really, that's really good. Well, you were, you were talking earlier about, you know, reciting the Bible and, and those kind of things. You've said that recitation is not the goal of memorization. What is the goal of memorization? Saturation, saturating your life with the word. I mean, I think what we want as Christians, I know this is true for me. I'm sure it's true for you. Like We want a scripture shaped life. Mm. We want to live a life that is in line with God's word. But we're not going to do that if we do not know God's word. And I think the more that we dwell on his word, the more it dwells in us richly, as Paul says in Colossians, uh, the more it shapes who we are. I mean, like it's like that chain reaction. In the book of James, he talks about um, desire giving birth to sin, which leads to death. Well, there is a flip side of that. There is God's word, which changes your desire, which mm-hmm. leads to life. I mean, there is a positive for that. And so I think that if we want a scripture-shaped life, then we have to absolutely fill our lives with God's word. It has to be in our mouths and in our minds and in our hearts day in and day out and just keeping us coming back to God's word over and over. Because I mean, 
God's word is his chosen means of revelation of himself. We cannot know him apart from scripture. And so how in the world do we think we're going to do this life of Christianity, of being Christ followers apart from being saturated with scripture? Um, I, it sounds a little daunting to do and to live that way, but I promise when it becomes a habit, then it becomes a lifeline and you won't want to quit. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. You know, for, for me, I just, I just linger on it, you know, meditate mm-hmm. on it. I think about it, you know, and yes, it's important to be accurate in your memorization, but <laughs> you know, it's okay if you make a mistake and it's okay if somebody corrects you, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, that's, that's always helped me, you know, and, and, and that's just for me, you know, but, but for you, you got to figure out, you know, how do you process, like you're talking about, how do you process information? How do you take it in? How do you think about it? Because all of it, if you're a highly analytical, logical mind like I have, then, you know, maybe that'll work for you. But, you know, you still got to figure out, you know, what works for you. And, um, you know, so I don't know, you know, I think what you said is good, too. But, you know, memorization, like you're talking about, it's a long, slow process. So how do you encourage people to stay with it? I really love the slow nature of it because we live in a life where it's just instant gains, everything. If memorization were just quick and easy, then we wouldn't think about it so much. But it, it because it is a challenging thing to do, to commit large portions of scripture to, memori- to, to your memory, it does require that you're thinking about the text often. I mean, that, and that really is the point. It is all about journey and not destination. It is about the days that you put into memorization. That's where God is doing the work of renewing your mind with his word. And so I I really love the slow nature of it. I never feel like I need to be in a hurry to memorize faster. If I am stuck in a section, I just think that the Lord wants me to stay there and dwell just dwell on that. And there's much to be learned as I linger there, as you were saying. Um, Additionally, though, I would say that accountability can be a really useful thing. Um, I'm in gym memorizing with my husband and kids. And so we're moving very slowly through Romans 8. It's not a race. Mm-hmm. But uh, coming back to it is, you know, something we do several times a week. And um, I've had a, I've memorized with a friend from church before, which was fun. And I mean, a built-in accountability can be as helpful as it is for your personal Bible study. Mm-hmm. I think that you know, sometimes people get overwhelmed and they quit just like they do with Bible reading. I just want to convince you you're not behind. Just start over. Tomorrow is a new day. Make your decision today. Do what you have to do to just apply the decision tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. Um, the more it becomes a normal part of your life, then the less you'll worry about losing the habit. Um, but if you do find yourself sort of falling off the wagon, so to speak, just start over, you know, like yeah. pick up where you left off, do some review. You're not behind because it's not a race. It is about engaging with the Lord and praying and thinking through his scripture as you're as you're memorizing. Mm, really good. Well, kind of where can people go to learn more about you on social media or otherwise? Uh, we can always go to my blog. I still have a good old fashioned blog. <laughs> It looks like what? a blog. I they do. Still have those? I'm, I'm, yes, and I'm really committed to keeping it that way. Um so it's just glennamarshall.com. So you can find me from there. But I'm on um Twitter and Instagram as Glenna D. Marshall and Facebook as Glenna Marshall. Nice. And I actually probably most active on Instagram. You are active on Instagram? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> no, no way. 
Oh boy. Well, you know, there's a lot that we could talk about um about this topic. And as I always say on the show, guys, uh, we have only scratched the surface. So just as we wrap up, can you give us a few takeaways, Glenna? Yeah, I would just encourage your listeners, if you feel like, gosh, I want to memorize, I'm not sure if I can, I don't know where to start. I started years ago with all of this with Psalm 46. That's Mm. where I began. I wrote it out. I remember in purple marker and I wrote it out on a piece of paper, put it in a Ziploc bag and taped it to my shower wall. And that was where it started for me. And I never wanted to quit. Pick a Psalm, pick a Psalm you love that you're already somewhat familiar with and just start. I think that as you begin, you'll really be pulled in by the beauty of memorization and how it works on your heart. You'll begin to see the effects in your life over time. Mm. You'll hear God's word come out of your mouth all the time, which is just Mm. such a good thing. And so, um, so just start, you know, don't let fear paralyze you. Don't feel like there's any kind of competition. This is about loving the Lord by knowing him through his word. Mm. Amen. Well, guys, we've been talking today with our friend and sister in Christ, Glenna Marshall. She also writes for us very occasionally. Um, <laughs> so that wasn't a knock. That was just saying that, you know. I'll you, add it to you, my list. <laughs> yeah, you you write. Uh, well, if, if you want to take that as an encouragement, yes. Okay. But it was just letting people know you do write for us and many other places as well. So uh, we want to uh, just encourage, I want to just encourage you to pick up Glenna's book. Memorizing Scripture, The Basics, Blessings, and Benefits of Meditating on Scripture. It's available wherever you get your books, and uh, you'll be blessed. And check out some of uh, Glenna's other books. Her other two books are fantastic as well. So thank you, Glenna, for your time. Thanks so much for having me, Dave. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Equipping You and Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.